Hello and welcome back to From 350 to A0 podcast, where we slow down a little. Welcome back once again to my podcast and... I really miss talking about Formula One and I'm so excited to talk about it again. And I hope you didn't miss me too much because we have some exciting news today. So basically, has finally uh, released their uh, livery. It's out on social media, everywhere. Twitter, Instagram, Facebook... Basically, everywhere you can find a Haas account on social social media, they have it out. So, if I'm being honest, I like the livery so much. It looks so good. And I've seen that the fans also love it. They've rated it even. Uh, there were like 10 out of 10s. Some said 7 out of 10s. There were even like a hundred out of tens and so on so the fans basically like it i like it too it looks so good and it kind of reminds me of the minardi's team livery that they've had in 2005 i think yeah the black and white car and honestly it still looks so good like uh, it's one of the best Haas liveries that they've had so far, if I'm being honest. But also the... I mean, there are some parts that I don't really like it, but it's okay because overall the delivery looks so good, even though it's not the actual car. Like... As much as I understand, this is not the actual car, it's just delivery. And the car that delivery is on in the pictures right now is not the actual car. Because this car in the pictures, it looks so different from, I don't know, maybe it's based on the actual car that we're going to see the upcoming season. Even though it looks so interesting because the back of the car, like the tail of the car, the shark fin of the car looks so different from what we've had last year, and the side pods, if I'm being honest, it looks exactly the same as Ferrari had last year, like the square-ish, rectangular side pods. So yeah, I think that's really interesting, but I think it's just the car that's made to for delivery, basically, to be seen on. And okay, in addition to that to the car, to delivery, uh, what's interesting is that I saw Palm Angel's logo on the Haas car, so that means that Haas has partnered up with Palm Angel's, so basically Palm Angel's are probably sponsoring Haas, because Palm Angel's is an American clothing brand, basically, that's based off of uh, skaters, I think, yeah, and I've seen that their clothes look so cool. And if we could see Hulk and uh, Magnussen in some Palm Angels clothes, that would be so cool. Like, they would be just dripping in the paddock. So that would be so nice, so cool. <laughs> and yeah, it the logo looks really good on the car itself, so that's a plus also. 
But what's kind of sad that Haas doesn't have the sponsor that basically the whole meme with Gunther and the boat came from. So they don't have that sponsor anymore because they pulled out for some reason. But they have MoneyGram now, which basically the whole team is based off of now because it's MoneyGram has F1 team. Or has MoneyGram. I don't know which way it goes. But yeah, it's MoneyGram has F1 team. And there's a huge logo of MoneyGram on the car. Which doesn't look really good, I guess. But it's still the red, black and white colors are amazing. I'm glad we got rid of the Russian theme with the colors. And the Oral Kali sponsors sponsors so that's real good but yeah overall the the has livery looks amazing and i think it's one of the best they've had so far and um i think creativity wise that's that is going to be one of the best looking cars that we are going to have on the grid this upcoming season because probably red bull are going to have uh the same blue-ish car that they had last year. Ferrari's car is red. Maybe maybe Mercedes pulls something special out of their pocket because they've been posting some interesting stuff on their Twitter Jesus, not Twitter, but um TikTok accounts, some post in the boots uh edits <laughs> which are kind of funny but I hope they pull something out of their pockets that's not the same as we've had before. Alright, so overall I think the Hass has a really great livery this year. And like, as I said before, creativity-wise, it's like one of the most interesting looking ones that we're probably going to see, even though... Sauber has announced uh, a collaboration with the graffiti artist Boogie and their car design like looks really good, like really amazing. Something we've never had before, but it's just a collaboration as I understand of it now. So we're probably not going to get to see it on the actual car in 2023. So that's kind of sad, but yeah, has has done something good for the first time in a while and i really hope that they will be maybe slightly better on the track maybe slightly faster because their car now like looks if the adams family and jack skellington designed a car which i love which i love i literally love this idea inside my head that those two, like the Adams family and Jack Skellington, could have designed this car actually. So that's amazing. I'm rooting for Haas, and I hope they're they're better, even just slightly. Even though they sacked Mick, which I'm still salty about, but I'm still rooting for them because Gunter is such a funny man, and I really hope that they didn't design a tractor with such good livery for the upcoming season. 
Okay, so moving on from the exciting news, <laughs> um, basically uh, Horner has been speaking uh, about the Andretti coming in into Formula One, and basically he said that the two teams that are supporting the Andretti, uh, the basically the entrance of Andretti into Formula One have an agreement with them, or basically are supplying him an engine. Which I don't know how Horner gets that because uh, Andretti is partnering up with Cadillac and General Motors. So they definitely probably don't need an engine. And what kind of an agreement can Andretti make with the other teams on the grid? I really don't understand. But okay, that's irrelevant. Because basically what Horner says is that the teams... the The... Other teams that don't support the Andretti entrance in into Formula One basically are salty because of the prize money amount that they will be getting when another team joins the grid because the amount will be less than they had before. And <laughs> I mean, come on, Red Bull, Horner, are they really the ones that are saying this because they already breached the 2021 cost cap which was 145 145 million per year and in 2022 that was uh reduced to 140 million per year which i think they will definitely be breaching but that's not the point and now in 2023 that the cost the cost cap was basically reduced to 135 million per year so Red Bull already makes a lot of money on their own, so how can you be so greedy and want more prize money to get for yourself? Like, how can you be so greedy like that? You already make a lot of money, like, we can't even imagine, we don't know how... Uh, the, the the amount of money that Red Bull makes that uh, they get uh, for the team, the sponsors and stuff like that. Like huge, huge sums of money and they're still greedy that another team is entering the grid and there will be less prize money for them. That's That's just unacceptable and I'm so sad that Horner is speaking like that. And I hope he... Uh, changes something within himself, within his thinking, and stops being so, I don't even know, disgusting, just, yeah. I support Red Bull, but I do not support Horner's uh, little rants on social media. Okay, and in addition to that, while we're still talking about Red Bull... Uh, I saw this rumor that basically Red Bull and Ford might be collabing in I don't know what way because basically Red Bull still have their partnership with Honda and they still have an agreement with basically the regulations and rules in Formula 1 until 2026 about their own uh, engine, I think. But there's there are still rumors because uh the car the car launch of uh, Red Bull will be happening in February third in New York and basically that's the base uh 
of rumors that Ford is basically sending Red Bull. Ford is sending their associates to New York to meet the Red Bull associates, and there's already have been some talking behind the scenes with this rumored partnership, considering this rumored partnership. But I really don't know if that's true because I don't Im I can't imagine what Ford might be doing when they partner up with Red Bull because they the Red Bull already have uh, their engine, their partnership with Honda. So maybe just an investor or maybe buying a stake of Red Bull because basically uh Mirror Sport magazine said that their so their sources uh, said that uh, Ford has been really keen in joining Formula One once again uh, because they saw how Drive to Survive uh, basically influenced uh, this whole um, new wave, new uh, this popularity of Formula One, and they thought that they might join again because they. Ford uh, were in Formula 1 during the 2000s when Jagger and Stewart basically were in place, the teams, and they were affiliated with them, but then they pulled out and basically sold the team to Red Bull, and basically they want to join Red Bull once again. So yeah, um, we'll see what happens. Maybe the rumors are going to be true, but it's set to be confirmed on February 3rd when the car will launch in New York, when Red Bull launches their car. So we'll see. We'll see. I'm actually really excited for this because I really want to see how, if it's actually true, how, where will Red Bull put Ford in their team and at what... um importance for it is going to be if the rumors are true so yeah all i can see here is red bull basically being so greedy but also it's interesting how greedy they are because basically they're being salty that another team is joining formula one but then going up and maybe even partnering up with ford which either way or another they are going to get money from so yeah, that's that's just that's just funny. At this point, it's just hilarious, honestly. Moving on, um, Audi has already acquired a minority stake in the Sauber, uh, team. So basically, what that means is Audi already owns a small part, like this little teeny tiny small part of Sauber. And basically, they acquired the stake in January of 2023, which is way sooner than Audi has been expected to come into Formula 1 because they're expected to come in 2026. But basically, what's happening now is they're already having their way into Formula 1, like right now, in this, in this moment. We don't know exact the exact date when they acquired the state, but stake, but uh, Sauber basically uh, announced it on their 
all social media platforms and that's amazing that Audi is coming in uh, like rushing in and I'm really excited to see them in Formula One because um, Sauber, Sauber really needs some push for the future because they've been the midfield team for I don't know how long but they re- they really need this new this <laughs> new push for them in the future so I'm really excited to see what's going to happen with Sauber. Okay, more controversial news uh, considering the FIA which been I don't know what they're they're up to but Ben Selliam is speaking shit on Twitter which he isn't supposed to speak like he doesn't have the rights to speak about that stuff that he's been telling us um the FIA prior to that like way back when basically the 2022 season ended uh the FIA issued a statement that the drivers are not going to be able to state any political views or their personal statements about any topics that are considered controversial without the FIA's approval. So now Helmut Marko and Valtteri Bottas are speaking up, as they should, So they basically said that Valtteri Bottas doesn't understand why the FIA feels the need to control the drivers in such ways. I really don't understand it too. And Helmut Marko also said that it's wrong what the the FIA is doing. And personally, I think that if Liberty Media is right and they're not hiding anything from us and... They said that FIA, like, has only regulatory rights in F1. So, is this considered even regulatory? I understand that FIA wants to make the sport neutral and stuff, but why then have uh, the We Race as One movement since 2020, and now suddenly end that, and now they want the sport to be neutral? Is that considered regulatory? I really don't think that this is the regulatory part of Formula One. It's basically FIA want to wanting to control everything that's within their reach. And I don't think that this should be within the reach because the drivers, as Helmut Marko said, are private citizens and they know what they want to speak about and when to speak about. And the FIA shouldn't even try to control the drivers and what they want to talk about on social media and uh, anywhere else in the interviews and stuff like that. So I think it's really stupid what the FIA is doing now. And I really hope that Liberty Media finally, like, their glass will be full after the FIA statements, like these statements, and they finally deal with the FIA like they should. Because I don't really think that the FIA should be making these kind of claims and regulating the what the drivers want to say. Because this is stupid. And I fully agree with Valtteri Bottas and Helmut Marko. And what's actually kind of funny is that as soon as I recorded that part of the podcast of saying that the FIA 
should be controlled a little bit and liberty and when liberty media's glass is finally full they will do something now there's suddenly some talks that the FIA want wants to get rid of Ben Sullivan basically as they should finally somebody's doing something and there's also rumors going around that Liberty Media do actually want to sell F1 so Ben Sullivan was wrong for even <laughs> for even releasing his statements on Twitter that nobody wants to sell Formula 1 which is wrong basically but uh Liberty Media said that they would like to get 8 billion dollars I think in return for selling Formula 1 so it's not the sum that um Ben Sullivan was claiming that the Formula 1 is worth basically that Liberty Media is uh, wanting to acquire the 20 billion amount of money. That's not right. It's supposed to be 8 billion. At least they want to get 8 billion in return if they decide to actually sell Formula One. But yeah, um, FIA is probably going through some changes right now as soon as I fucking recorded that. So that's amazing. Um, we also have some Ferrari statements, and basically, Fred Wisser, the new team principal, said that the car is going to be definitely red. <laughs> he was asked about uh, any improvements, uh, like anything he can tell us about the car, the new Ferrari car, and he said that it's going to be definitely red. So, thank you for that, you're quite a jokester already, and I love that. I love that for Ferrari, and I really hope there will be no stupid and humorous uh, uh, strategies and pit stops in the near future. So I hope that this jokester Vasseur will actually fix everything that is wrong uh, with Ferrari. That was wrong. Uh, in the last season with Ferrari, and also he told us that. Uh, they were they are going to be treating the drivers equally so basically there will be no number one drivers in the team and that's amazing because we definitely saw last year that charles was the number one driver and i really hope there will be less inventing or no inventing um in the future in the next season in the upcoming season so I hope Vasseur will be a great principal. And yeah, I hope the drivers will be treated equally as they should be. Um, and this is also an addition to Haas and Ferrari. Basically Haas said that they are still going to be using por parts and the engine from Ferrari until they improve their finances, basically. I mean that's good to hear but also if they're using parts from ferrari and their engine why are they still so slow i mean i hope with the new car reveal they will be not as slow as they were the um the previous season but we'll see we'll definitely see Alright, and now on to the last matter of this podcast. 
that is not really Formula 1 related, but I still want to talk about it. The rock race that happened this weekend, I had so much fun watching it because I finally got to see Seb racing, Mick racing. I really miss them, honestly, in this break that we have uh, uh, while the new season starts of Formula 1. I also got to see some amazing uh, drivers from esports. Uh, they were so good, considering that they only play play the sport in the simulator, and that's all they do, which was amazing. They were even quicker than Valtteri Bottas and Mika, and that was that literally shocked me. That was amazing, and uh, also pretty sad because uh, Mick and Seb didn't get to win the Nations Cup but also the Solbergs they won the Nations Cup they were so good uh it was my first time seeing them race even hearing about them but they were so good they were amazing I mean Peter Solberg even he had his uh no it's it wasn't Solberg I'm sorry it wasn't Solberg it was Ekstrom who had his car. I was I, I was uh, supposed to talk about this later, but yeah, Ekstrom had basically his car smoking and uh, uh he still won against Mick and he won the individual battles in the race and he was crowned the champion of champions while Mick came in second, so he was the vice champion but still that's not the point what i wanted to talk about was that ekstrom had his car basically smoking it was the clutch i don't know i really don't know how those cars work but it was somewhere around there so there was a lot of fumes the whole car was filled with smoke and he still won against mick which was amazing how quickly he put out the fire and he still managed to win the race against Mick, which Mick was also really good. He was amazing on the ice. I didn't expect him to be this good, but he was, I mean, he's still a racing driver, so he has to be good because there's champion, champions of champions uh, from every category of motorsports, so he has to be good. I'm sorry for even doubting Mick, <laughs> but yeah, uh, what I was talking about earlier was the Solbergs, and I really want to get back to them because they were so good. It was uh, Peter Solberg, the father, and Oliver Solberg, the son. So the literally the Solberg family, and they were amazing. They were honestly amazing. They crushed everybody down in the nation races, and they were amazing. And basically, it was their second time winning the nation's cup in the rock races so congratulations to solbergs that was amazing so yeah um can't wait honestly for the next uh, rock uh, races uh next year and uh what i really wanted to complain about was basically in lithuania we we've had this commentator in uh, our local channel uh, when the rock was happening, the commentator was so stupid. I swear to God, he mixed up uh, names of the drivers. He mixed up who won. He didn't even know the rules. 
of the races. I mean, I I don't really know the rules myself, but I have some sort of understanding. But that's not the point. If you're commentating on the sport, you have to know the driver, the drivers' names, and the rules of the sport that's literally in front of you, and you have to commentate it. I couldn't find out what was the name of the commentator that was so stupid and I really wanted to complain somewhere to never have him again but I couldn't do that because I couldn't find the name of the commentator because the channel didn't even list him anywhere I couldn't find it on the internet who was commentating so I was so mad I was so pissed while watching it because he literally ruined it he ruined some parts of the race because of his stupid commentary that was literally so stupid that you it hurt it to even listen but yeah for now that's it i really wanted to talk about rock yeah so let's leave rock as an ending note and uh i really wanted to talk about it and now i have and thank you so much for listening to me ramble about formula one and thank you so much if you made it actually all the way through this episode because it's one of the longest that i've ever made and i'm quite surprised with myself that i've actually made it this long that i've talked for this long and yeah Thank you so much for listening once again, and I think I'll see you next time. Bye!